Good morning, everybody. This is Zach Marzo with Melman Podcast. David Melman. David Melman is here. Special guest today is Michael Haynes with Bravo Custom Printing is what, what, what their Facebook says. But tell me, Mike, is it Bravo Printing Company or how do you guys like to be, uh, uh, I guess, um, you know, what's, what's, the, what's the name you want to go by? Yeah, uh, for the most part, we lo- uh, we go by Bravo Custom Printing. We've okay, got a cool. couple of different aspects of the company. Uh, we got a retail side that kind of tends to go by Bravo Tees, but uh, nice. Bravo Custom Printing. And you guys cool. have, we'll talk about this a little bit without, like, we're jumping right in, which is what we like to do. N- n- is it 95 Clothing? Because I saw when I looked up, you know, Facebook and I saw 95clothing.com, I actually went to the site and I was like, oh, this is cool. They have kind of the retail, the e-commerce side, Etsy shop, where you can do some custom printed stuff, but that's not, that's kind of like a, um, I don't know, the, the side piece to Bravo Custom Printing, which is, I guess, you know, you tell me, but in my mind, primarily just printing apparel um, for, you know, any of any event or anybody that needs, you know, apparel made. And it's not just t-shirts, which we talked about a little bit. So I'll stop talking. I'll let you jump in. Just, you know, I'm curious where it started. You can even, you know, start with what you do now, and then we can kind of go into how you got started and, and, you know, kick it off from there. Yeah. Okay. So uh, first I'll, I'll kind of explain the, uh, the web presences that you saw. Sure. Um, so we kind of divide our company into the custom printing side, which is, um, apparel for, like you said, events or social clubs or businesses or retail shops, that kind of thing. And then we also have our own direct retail, our e-commerce side, um, that we run. So 95 prints is one of them. Uh, we started um, primarily through Etsy, and we still have a large presence there. Um, and as we kind of got into it, we realized that the designs and the cuts and the styles of shirts that we were offering kind of weren't blending together. We had a feel for more of a women's apparel mm-hmm. and a men's apparel sports line type thing. Okay. So we kind of split them. And from then, we kind of split from there off into events like weddings and and things like that. So we cool. have several Etsy shops going, and they're all geared towards nice. one kind of genre. Yeah, or of, of apparel. Of clients, Is right? it hard to like? Because I think you know, people always like to you know branch off and create separate brands within a brand. And I'm thinking like that's so much more like uh, not social media marketing, but obviously you have these different brands you have to kind of promote. Is that hard, or do you guys just really promote more of? Bravo, or do you have like separate Instagrams for 95 Clothing or the Etsy shop? How do you do that with your business? Is it all one? Because I'm thinking, you know, we have Melman Podcasts as one brand, Melman Law Group as another brand for what we do every day. But I'm just thinking more of like, man, if we had three or four brands under Melman Law Group, that's, uh, you know, you have to have the the staff to be able to, you know, put, put uh, that content out there for each brand. Yeah. And then keeping it straight. Yeah, man. It exactly. Difficult. Yeah. Sure. And that's, and you know, and we run into that uh, every six months, my partner and I will sit down and we'll look at that and, and try to streamline it and kind of back forward. But it, it always kind of ends up where it is now. And, um, one thing, the tool that we use, uh, for our e-commerce is through Etsy and they handle SEO from oh, a nice. global reach for, mm. through your Google and your other major search engines they have a huge budget for that. Wow. And so they handle it. So we really find that we don't have to back in promote much of that. We focus nice. our keywords and our SEO to mm-hmm. feed through theirs to the rest of the world. So we kind of don't have to right, worry do about that. branding and promoting those mm. specific items nice. as much. So, so we kind of just stick with the, the Bravo custom printing for the outreach right. and getting into more of the the business owner group circles sure, and makes social sense. clubs and those types of Etsy's things. Etsy's like a monthly subscription. Like how do you, do you pay Etsy or Etsy's a free platform? Like 
I don't even know. Do they take a fee out of every transaction? They take a fee out of every transaction. Gotcha. And then they also provide shipping, and they're now nice working into fees and structures right. of that. But it's it's free to get started. Of course. You only pay once you start selling and, and creating. So Nice. Yeah, I mean, anybody listening, obviously, just as a value-add people, you know, you've heard of Etsy, but essentially, if you have a product you want to create or and sell, that's pretty cool that, you know, you don't have to fork out a bunch of money. It just kind of comes off the back end. Well, and, and, you know, and just speaking to the strength of that, a lot of people that I speak to that are getting started to started, um, you know, they, they specialize their mindset in making, they don't specialize in building a website and mm-hmm. distribution and everything. Yeah. And I've dove into building a website three or four times and it's a completely different language than I speak. Yeah, and you totally. know, there's tools out there to make it easier, but, mm-hmm. um, there's services out there like Etsy and other platforms that have already nailed that down. And I think it's just a great way for makers to get in and get their products in front of people right. without having to completely reprogram their brand. Sure, sure. So where do your, I guess, friends come into play with Bravo? Like, how did it start? Whose idea was it? And, you know, I mean, were you, did you think you were going to be at this point? Um, you know, today with doing apparel, it was kind of like, you know, everybody wanted to have their own clothing line, right? And some people, you know, that fades and other people it sticks, which is really cool. Well, and, you know, and that's funny because that's kind of where it started. Um Bravo Custom Printing is three people uh, at the moment. It's myself, my business partner, uh, and our head of operations. And the three of us have known each other since we were eight years old. Cool. And cool. Um, I went off to, to school, and then my business partner and our, our head of operations actually transferred to a school that was right next to mine. Um, so we ended up going through college together, renting nice. houses and apartments together. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and I think it was always that that college joke, you know, we should start a t-shirt line and yeah. we're so funny right. and we could make a million dollars doing this. And, you know, it was always that kind of back and forth kind of joke. And, right. um, after I graduated college, um, uh, I went to work for an accounting firm and, um, nice. my partner was working in distribution for a large chemical company. Um, and I saw, um, an infomercial for the little, you do screen printing machine where you can screen print your own tote bags in your right. kitchen kind of thing. And mm-hmm. that, you know, it kind of made me laugh. And then I realized that I didn't really, I had no idea what it took to print a shirt. I just always thought it would be a, a cool thing to do. And so that just got me doing research and I just dove into the process and the equipment and mm-hmm. all you while know, you were working in accounting. Yeah. just kind of doing it, yeah, sure. uh, you know, on, you on your phone and on mm-hmm. the laptop during breaks and at home and watching TV and sure. So I kind of understood the process a little bit and started diving into, you know, what would it take to get started? And my partner and I both being numbers people, uh, we just kind of dove into, you know, how many shirts do you have to sell to make it worthwhile? And what's your break even point and all Mm -hmm. that fun stuff. And, um, you know, after kicking it around for a while, we we went in and we bought um, a startup kit, put it in my garage and um, started the long process of learning how to be good at screen printing. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it kind of started growing a little bit, and our first goal was to go out and do the rec departments and the churches and the 5Ks and, and that kind of thing. And then it kind of just broke down to um, creating our own designs and putting them online and let people find them. And then it kind of built from there, and that part of the business really took off. And Sure. Um, do you, you guys know, design, like, the actual shirt, polo, like zippers, this, that, and the other? Or do you find really cool quality stuff and then you guys specialize in actually printing on that 
material or that piece of apparel, I guess, if that makes sense. Right. And, and kind of what we were talking about earlier between being a, a maker versus a, a web designer, it's the same thing. Right. Um, we, we put all of our energy into the design sure. uh, and printing an application. Nice. Um, for as far as creating and finding new materials and the best way to piece them together. And that's a whole another right. art form. Exactly. And sure. uh, so we cool. just, we focus on the application and nice. the design. Yeah, that's good. I mean, you want to, you know, with Melman Law Group, um, you know, David always says, you know, you focus on what you're good at, what your bread and butter is. You don't want to do everything and, you know, a bunch of stuff of it's half-assed, so to speak. Yeah. So, you know, for us, we, we handle ni- like 99% of what we do is, is one thing because that's what we want to be good at. And then we let other people kind of handle what they're good at. That's exactly right. right. Yep. And we'll call and ask about different things, but if we focus on one thing, we're good at one thing. You know, um, some people love to improve on their weaknesses. I'm not going to waste my time on that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to build my strength and surround people around me that are my weaknesses, and then they can do what they need to do. Which right. nobody, you know? which nobody saw, but like you know, David was trying to figure out why his microphone wasn't working, which is really, yeah. which was really my <laughs> fault because it was just a simple knob that I had to turn up. But yeah. again, he's not going to spend nine hours in here learning how to get this going. He just uh, does what he does best. You know, you guys <laughs> focus on what you're really good at. Um, explain to me, you know, garage starter kit, getting it going. Who created the contacts to get the wholesale, wholesale distribution? Yeah. And how many trial and errors did you go through to find the company to get the equipment from and the products from? That's, that makes it very interesting in my, in my mind, you know, finding mm-hmm. the company where every cent off can be huge can in matter. your numbers. Yeah, that's you know? true. Right. And, you know, a, a lot of those, every time you get to take a, a percent off and a point mm-hmm. off comes with volume. And mm-hmm. so when you're starting off, sure, there's a lot of pennies added back to the pot oh, that you right haven't got to whittle away from yet so we first started uh, um you know when you look back at how you got started and then where you are now it, a lot of it's just funny but um we found this website of wholesale distribution shirts and yeah. they didn't require financials and line of credit and and um and all that to get started with you could just sign up and they would deliver shirts to you right and um at the time they seemed like a good place to source t-shirts from knowing what we know now. Right. It was really just an offshoot of the guy that we still buy shirts from. They just had a borderline retail right. front and that's who we purchased from. Um, so we started off with what we knew. We, we knew kind of inexpensive hundred percent cotton shirts. And so that's where we started. That's what mm-hmm. we started printing on. And then um, we started designing all, you know, design what, do what you know. And we knew sports stuff. So we started sure. designing sports team shirts and, right. Uh, trying to sell things to men on Etsy is an uphill battle that yeah, you'll never win. I can't win. even imagine. Yeah. So <laughs> once we realized that we weren't selling to men, then everything completely changed. We sure. changed the way we designed. We changed the shirts we looked at. And then that search led us to the next distributor and then the next distributor. Right. And then we're still always finding new people to, to source from. Um, but it kind of led into that. And then once you get a little bit of a sales background um, and some things you can lean on, then you can, apply for the larger distributors and, sure. and to get in with them. And then you have to apply for them, right? Pretty you much have to apply for you them. need a certain quantity to get in. Mm-hmm. Uh, not necessarily, but you, you do have to prove that you're going to pay your invoices. So you, you have to have a little bit of a, a you a don't history. prepay you pay after or well up front, you have to prepay when you get started. Got and it. And then after a while, once you build a reputation, okay, then, then credit line. Get you on. Yeah. Then they'll get you right. on 30 day credits or okay. 60 day credits. Fair enough. Right. Not 30 and 60. Yeah. Um, so we okay. kind of got, got in through it that way. It's funny because before I did the Melbourne Law Group, I was working at an international religious travel company, and I was going to do a polo business to create custom polos, and I bought the domain and everything, and I thought my strategy was going to be this, 30 seconds. 
churches are everywhere, right? Mm -hmm. You know, cold call, cold call. If you're really good at it, you can do it. But to get a pastor on the phone or somebody in that can give you an answer and be the right person. And I thought thousands of churches or whatever, custom print, spend 20, 30 bucks. You look at their logo, do their logo and mail it to them, right? You're going to spend money on SEO. You're going to spend money on everything, right? Mail out a thousand shirts, cost you 20,000 bucks, let's say, right? 10% are interested. Other, other people just got the shirt. They're cool. Right. And then I always thought like, imagine if 10% actually called you back to get their whole thing going. And then maybe you can offer a, like a 10% back donation to the church. And that was my strategy to it at the time to give back. I don't know. You know, it's just and interesting. So much you could do with it. Yeah. And they're really, well, you know? and that's kind of, you know, yeah. that's, that's the lure of the business. Yeah. You know, especially if you can give something back, but there's markets everywhere, I'm sure. But I'm looking at, when you're looking at markets, what do you look for? You know, you you look at the church. When we did international travel, we looked at mega churches, you know, quantity, you know, who's going there? Is it a small, medium or large size church? So are you, you want to attack the small ones that give you multiple transactions, or would you rather hit a big with one for one tr one big transaction? So, what do you prefer? Mm -hmm. Well, and that you know that's interesting. When when I got your emails about coming and doing this, I started thinking about you know what is our marketing strategy? Yeah, right. uh, and you know I I always feel like we look at marketing backwards from most people, and I think most people because every time I talk to somebody that's in marketing, they always almost sell me on on strategies of get in front of a million people, right. and like you said. Out of a million people, you'll talk to 10%. Out of 10%, you'll get five. And then you'll eventually sell to 2% of the people. Right. So go talk to a million people. Get 20,000 clients. Well, in our business, the way that we've structured things and the way we handle production, um, we find that out of even the 2% that you're going to get work from, it's not really the work that we're the best at. And so when we build, when we build a picture of what's our ideal customer, a lot of times... Um, it's retail stores looking to carry uh, their own spin, uh, not necessarily create their own brand, but they mm -hmm. want to create their own feel inside their store. Or uh, like you said, churches are a great group. Churches I've found uh, to be pretty tough to nail down, where if you're going to mega churches, a lot of those people already have purchasers, and those purchasers are out beating the pavement to find the best deal. And, right. and that's not necessarily a market I want to get into right. either. What we strive to do is we don't ever strive to be the cheapest guy in town. I never have, and I don't ever plan on doing it. What I strive to do is find somebody that's really good at what they want to do, and they want to add apparel to it, whether it be for resale or just to brand themselves or to put uniforms on their own employees, but they don't want to spend time thinking about it. Right. Those are the people that I want because I come from a customer service background. My partner does as well. That's what we're really good at is taking that off their plate. I mean, I'm looking at the pullovers you guys have. You could spend three hours looking for those and never find them. Right. Or you could just send to somebody and say, these are the three things I'm looking for. Take care of it. Right. And that's the, that's the service that we want to provide. So, yes, we are really good at printing and we're really good at embroidery. But customer service is what I want to sell. So looking at mega churches who have purchasers, a lot of those, they already have somebody to take care of the headache mm -hmm. end on their side. Mm -hmm. So they're just looking for the best purchase the best sure, buy. best yeah, right, right and i don't want to be that person right so i like finding middle level churches or smaller churches um that just don't want to deal with the headache mm -hmm. they have a vision of what they want but then they just don't want to hear want. about it again they just want the box to show up at their door right um and then like i said then we really like to work with um, our retail partners same reason they're really good at setting up their shop getting people in the door they really don't want to worry about everything else and so 
that's kind of the level that we try to provide in there uh, is is just peace over, of mind over servicing people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My question to that though is, if you can't get in the door, how do you sell that? Well, and uh, because that's a great thing, and we're, we're which keeps you separate than anything else, right? But how do they know about that if you can't get in the door sometimes? Right. And so, and that and that it's always a hurdle, and it always yeah, will be. For sure. Um, the thing that you said about make them a shirt with their logo on it and put it in front of them, that's been one of our best strategies. We, Has it? Interesting. In, yeah. Instead of instead of putting myself right. in a huge advertising pool and hoping I catch their eye, mm-hmm. we work backwards and design what's the what's the ultimate customer look like? What's the area that I want to work inside right. of? Because a lot of times, you know, we don't offer free deliveries or hand deliveries or anything like that, but I do want to know that that's a capability. Right. If they call me up, like, for instance... Monday night as I was packing up to leave the office, I got a call from somebody and they said, I completely forgot about this event. Got to have it by Saturday. And the nearest polo that I can find is a two-day ship away. So right. I know in my mind I'm driving up an hour away to go deliver Making it on it Friday. Making it work. But that's, be- that's, but that's because that's the service that we offer. Mm-hmm. Game and changer. So, so when we're looking at customers, I like to build that base of someone that fits the model that we want in the region that we want, and then I'll put something in front of them. And – because like you said, a lot of times it's tough to, if you know, instead of starting at a million, if you're starting at 10, right, you can't afford to only get 1% of those. Right. you got to get 50% of those to make it work. Right. And so it is a lot tougher to get in front of the right people and to ask for their time. And sure. so a lot of times free samples is one of the best things that we can offer. I, right. I feel that our quality is above our, our competition. So I like to just put it in their hands. Sure. And then with a handwritten note that says, you know, here's my contact information and, um, Another thing that I always try to do is just to be really accessible. So, you know, Instagram, Facebook, that that's all fine and great. Everybody just wants to text message me. So yeah, that's true. I, yeah. I'll give you my cell phone number right up front. And whether we've done business or not before, send me a text message. You know, do it at your leisure, at your time, sure. mm-hmm. whenever you can afford it. Yeah, I'm sure that's pretty it. cool, too. You put that in our handwritten card, you know, text me. Like, oh, that's cool. Direct access to the guy that, uh, you know, makes all the decisions. You know, you know, that's awesome. It's incredible. He's at handwritten note. You hear that, guys? Well, we, uh, well, we, I, I, can't I love sign it. it because nobody oh. can. I can't even read my writing. No, it's amazing because <laughs> we got a letter last week from a client at, at the law firm, and it was an older lady, sweet lady, and she hand wrote a note. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, old school customer service touch. Like the lady didn't leave a review, which is awesome. We love reviews, mm-hmm. but she hand wrote us, put a stamp on a letter, and mailed it to us. I mean, opening it is amazing, right? And you have to have the human factor. That's where you guys come in. Right. You create the human factor and it's a game changer to people that can appreciate it right, right. so your market is to people that can appreciate it because the ones that are just looking at the bottom line only that's not your market right right you might waste your time with it um you know and then the cool thing about your business is you're hitting potential business owners or people that make decisions and typically those kind of people know others right and, and, well, and that's, that's and then it's word of mouth and it mm-hmm. spreads like a disease which is a good disease right i love that mm-hmm. you know uh, in a good way um and that's where you can gradually grow 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 Make sure the foundation is strong. You don't want to bite off more than you can chew either, I'm sure. Right. And, and that's exactly right. The, the word of mouth is game changer, huge. Yeah. And, and like I said, servicing people, over-servicing people who don't have the time and who acknowledge that they don't have the time to handle those things. Like you said, they know 10 other people that think and act just like they do. And they're also probably my prime candidate for, that's for amazing. a customer as well. With that kind of plan, do you ever, is it ever where there's, do you ever not take business in if the, if the number is too small. I hate to say that on the camera, but if it's like you guys are oiled machine, but then somebody refers you to somebody, but it's only like a very small order, what do you do then? Well, you know? I mean, a, a lot of times 
we look at it on a case-by-case basis. Right. You know, some, if all of your, your biggest customers, pe- people that always place large orders and large quantities, every now and then they're going to come to you with an order that's tough to fulfill, something that's sure. sure. But, um, you know, that's part of the service end of it. Yeah. And a lot of times uh, we fit it in. Now, it's kind of known up front where if it's a 12-piece order and the week is booked with 100-piece orders, you know, it, it might get pushed. Sure, sure. Um, but that's that's just part of the upfront understanding that you have to reach with whoever calls in. And mm-hmm. and I, o- I only ask that because Gary V had an article a few months ago. I don't know if you follow Gary V, um, um, author, everything. I mean, entrepreneur. Yeah. And he said he, in his wine library, there was a purchase of a case of wine. There were $12 bottles of wine. Um, maybe it was a $150 order. But he researched the person that bought it, saw they were a sports fan, bought that person a jersey, right? Yeah, I heard and that that's story. it, right? Bought him a jersey. Next thing you know, that person knows somebody who does not buy $12 bottles of wine. They buy $2,000 bottles of wine. They get a case of that over a $20,000 order. And then in that order, they left a note saying, by the way, I like this player. And then Gary realized <laughs> where it came from. The small attack to the order of like, it was incredible to think of it, you know, where every client matters. And in our world, it doesn't matter how big or small the case is, we treat all of our clients the same. That's why I asked you that question, because you never know what door they can open. Well, and that's true. And, and you know, we're located in a really small town. Sure. And, you know, everybody knows everybody. So I don't think that I've, I don't think that I've ever turned down work. Sure, sure. Size. And that's to put you on the spot. It's just a, it's an interesting question, because some people... Like they think they get too big, and not and and then they're like they forget about where they what started them, that's and right. that sucks. I hate hearing that, um, because you cannot forget about what started you. Doesn't mean you're too big to do anything. Set up your team to be successful to still handle what started you. Well, and you know, and, right? that, and that's a that's a, a strategy that we kind of took uh, that I think is a little bit different than other printing companies. Sure. Is um, our our most recent move was to it's not prime. Um, uh, commercial space, but it does have walk-in. It's in a strip center. Okay. So we do get people that just kind of pop in, weren't right. thinking about ordering. And the number one thing I get asked from people off the street is, well, I want one shirt and I want my niece's photo on it and right. I want it by tomorrow. Right. That is right. the exact opposite of sure. what we do. Mm-hmm. But when we moved into the area, one of the first things I did was I, I recognized that people come in and it says printing in my title. So they want business cards. They want banners. And that's not really our strong suit. Right. Sure. So I realized that I'm not the only one that that happened to. So I went to everybody in the area that had printing in the name of their title or something like that. And I just drove up, introduced myself. And I said, you know, I'm sure you offer services that I don't. I expect that I do that. I offer services that you don't. Right. And just started that conversation. So when people do come in and they want a one piece order that, would be really difficult for us to fulfill or really expensive for us to right. fulfill. I at least have somebody to refer them to. That's great. And, and vice versa. A lot of people, the, um, whoever we use to use, uh, to do our digital printing, same thing. When somebody calls them and says, well, I need a hundred t-shirts. You don't want to turn the customer away. So you at least have somebody to refer to, or they at least know how to work yeah. through me to get the job done. That and, shows and you care about the customer. That's right. Well, you know? that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Always, you know, um, your neighbor that's doing the same thing, same thing you're doing might have seven orders backed up and they get a big order. They don't want to turn that person down, but that turns into an opportunity for you to maybe get one or 200 orders where you could have had the time to do it. Absolutely. And it's just, uh, 
your competition isn't only your competition. You can leverage your competition in a way to become friends and work together when necessary. doesn't mean it's just like a people think competition. I got to like, you know, you can work together. And I'm big on that. Work together, work smart. Because you guys are always like people are being combated. Com, com, I guess, I don't know, you know, you, you don't have to think your competition is your enemy. Yeah, you don't always you have know? to be adversarial. You, yeah, you know. And in the apparel industry, it, um, there's there's a bunch of different sectors of it, right? But uh, screen printing is where is our our mainstay. That's our bread and butter. And inside screen printing, there's probably eight different business models, right? And so we're in this tiny town. There's three or four screen printers in this tiny town. Wow, it doesn't make sense, right? Right. The true fact of the matter is, is that there's market segments for each one, and our competition tends to build their walls uh, yeah. tying, uh, sure. all high and thick. But um, yeah. sure. the truth of the matter is I realize that I'm not really going after the same customers they are. So it doesn't, it doesn't bother me. And like you said, if I had spillover work or if they had spillover work, yeah. I wouldn't think twice about offering or, or receiving jobs from them. But mm-hmm. most people don't think like that. Right. I'll, be, I'll be honest with you. Most people don't. And and I, it's great I you do. Where, would, I mean, where did your, um, Mike, your customer service background, like you said, like myself, you know, David, and I won't speak for him, but I worked in, uh, restaurants, bars, um, in the customer, like the, as, as customer service as it gets is waiting a table, right? But what about, you know, you yourself, where did um, yeah, that mindset develop when you were younger, parents, school, you know, you said that was your background. Uh, definitely my parents. My mother uh, has had her own accounting firm since I think she was 17. Wow, cool. And um, when we moved to the location where I grew up in, uh, in Homer, Georgia, um, her office was located in the back room of the house. And so it was common for me to come home from school and there'd, there'd be, people be clients there, there sure. customers there. Sure. And so there really was never a, like a defining line between customer and family. It, that's just kind of the way it was. Interesting. And, um, as her business grew and she moved to a different location, you know, her, the way she handles her customers has never changed. Mm -hmm. And I was always around that a lot and, and grew up, um, you know, taking note that that's kind of the way things should be done. Mm -hmm. And, um, when I graduated from college, I graduated with a construction degree. I graduated in 09 when there was no construction to be found. Sure. Sure. So I went and worked at uh, my mother's accounting firm firm. Mm -hmm. and, you know, you think you're close with uh, with people, but you're really close with the people who watch your money. And yeah. and I learned that quickly being um, being somebody's accountant that that really close, tight knit kind of you want to be thinking the same way sure. and and the same things and the same goals. Um, that just kind of became second nature. And and it's it's in your blood. Right. You know, it, you know, you saw it growing up as a child, and it's in your blood. And you know, Zach talked about the restaurant business and bartending. You know, um, went to, we went to high school together. Then he moved to Charlotte. I lived in Charlotte for a couple of years also, and we worked at some pizza restaurant. It was at an Italian restaurant. Uh, his brother owns it, and we worked together. And I saw the level of service he provided to the customer, no matter if it was a thirty-five cent side of ranch or not. Right? It doesn't matter what the price of the service is it's the level of service you provide right and i saw it and i saw talent and we still kept in touch when i moved to atlanta and i thought where can i get talent from right you you go on linkedin you go on indeed and then i looked at my rolodex of people that i know and i'm like zach 
we still stay in touch, take a shot and move to Atlanta and let's crush this market, give the best customer service ever. Right. My wife is the founder of the firm. I run operations there. He's business development. I couldn't do it without my team. Right. There's more than just that and myself, my whole team too. But I thought, let's structure it. Right. Who can I trust? Who can provide a level of service second to none? And then I think the person that delivered the 35 cent ranches, as I did too, in a hurry to make sure that they would have it before the pizza got cold to dip it in. Yeah. Right. Literally like running out, running, running out of the kitchen. You know, remember that? For some idiot's ranch. I'm like, <laughs> you your know? ranch is not that important. <laughs> you know, but, but it was. Attention to detail was the game for five, changer. Right. For five well, bucks you know. or whatever it was. Yeah. Well, and like you said, w- differentiating <laughs> customer service between levels of customer, that's when it starts to degrade. That's when it all starts to fall apart, right? Mm-hmm. You have to approach each customer as, as the same. And, have to. Mm-hmm. And like I said, um, I, I try to be accessible to my customers. Anybody that has my business card has my cell phone. Mm-hmm. Sure. So I try to, anybody that I've ever dealt with or may deal with in the future, whether it's for 12 shirts or 1,200, you know, we, we try to provide that same level of accessibility and, and, and sure. care for, for each piece. You know, there's online places to get things. But why call that number, be put on hold, and ask for an account number when you have somebody sitting right here right. that is accessible, will make it happen for you. And if it's a big favor you need in a timely manner and they can make it happen, they will. Instead of somebody giving you an email, I'm sorry, the order cannot be fulfilled, please try again. You have somebody sitting right here and anything you need. Well, and let's well, be honest. I mean, if, if you were to Google Bravo Custom Printing, the top ad space in Google is still going to be Vistaprint sure. or Custom Ink or whatever. Right, so, I right. mean, there's a thousand people out there that you can buy T-shirts from. Mm-hmm. And, again, I don't ever try to really directly compete with them or to change that. Right. What I do try to do is create or define our own space in the market and then just over-service all you need is a little space. That's the thing. That's People right. think they have to have the whole pie. That's and right. And then it gets sloppy. Take your space. You know what your space is. Yep. Mm-hmm. And work your ass off in that space. That's right. And just do, and you know? do, it, do it better than anybody else next to you. That's mm-hmm. it. Yep. You know? If you don't have, like, there's, let's say, you know, uh, orders are slowing down or not even that, but you're looking for your next order, are you guys, how are you, like, is that a doing some research, trying to find an organization or a business you think, hey, uh, if you guys ever are doing a corporate retreat or you need t-shirts made or this or that, like our cold calling or cold emailing, whatever it is, what are you guys doing, I guess, to try to develop new business? Or is word of mouth so good that it's just kind of, you know, you're maintaining off of that alone? Uh, well, knock on wood, word of mouth uh, in the past few years has been really good for us. That's awesome. Um, in general, though, if there ever is downtime mm-hmm. and... Uh, but I do exactly what you sure. said. I, I narrowed down and I said, well, today, for instance, a few uh, months ago, it was churches. Mm-hmm. So I went down and I, I figured out what was the size church that I wanted to approach. Mm-hmm. And I grew up in the area that we're um, in currently. So I know the area fairly well. And so I just looked at the list of all the local churches and in my mind selected the ones that I knew were in the size that I was looking for. Um, and then expanded a little bit and kind of went on, on ledges and guesses about which one fits into that, that box. Mm-hmm. And then just yeah, reached out. Yep. And then just reach out and make phone calls. And that's right. Um, which a lot of people don't want to do it. See, it's not hard. It's, it's not, it's not hard to make a phone call. It is hard, but it's physically not hard. You dial the number and you're on the other end of the phone, but talking to them. And there's a lot um, to be said with, you know, kids now, like you said, everybody wants to text but, you know, you're never going to, like, lock down an account or develop a relationship just simply off of, like, a text message back and forth, you well, know? And, th- and that's right. And, and 
first off, sales has never been my thing. I'm really, you know, I'm really uncomfortable doing it and I sure. have to push myself to yeah, do it. So right. like you said, the phone call, like the last number and then pushing <laughs> the green button. Yeah, yeah, like, sometimes. It's, it's I'm going in. I'm going in. We yeah, had an episode with sales arbiter. Watch it. It's cool. They specialize in cold calling. Yeah. It's Wendy's uh, husband, but go ahead. Yeah. Or, you know, it's interesting. Yeah. It's not easy. No, it's it nobody really, likes really being no. It's like being at a bar or, or in high school or a date or whatever. Yeah, like you see, fear approaching somebody, fear of rejection, right. mm-hmm. whether it's, you know, a date or business or anything. Um, but I guess if you can get over that mentality, it's a game changer. But if that's not you, that's not you. Well, but the thing you know? is, the thing is, like I said, our, our strength is service, right? right. And, and you just said it a second ago. You can't create a relationship through an email or through an online form. Mm-hmm. A person's voice on the phone, even if it's a text message, you, you can build a relationship that way. And it's the relationship that I'm looking for. I, like I said, we try to service every customer the same, mm-hmm. but... My bread and butter isn't the person that's going to order once a year or once a lifetime. Right. Our bread and butter is someone who's going to order once a month, once every other week. Right. And to have that relationship where they know that they don't have to go through the same process when they go online and mm-hmm. redesign the shirt or click the, you know. For sure. Somebody that can send me a, a text message and says, I need, this is the size breakdown, do this shirt like we did before mm-hmm. and then that and you know done so that's the the level of trust that we try to build and that's where we thrive mm-hmm. i think yeah and that's where you're gonna step you know you're gonna be different than others right you know um the key is for them to see that because you can be the best at what you do right and even in, in law you can have the best lawyers in the world right the best but if you can't market no one's gonna see you or talk to people right no one's gonna see you, you can't talk to people you're done because the worst lawyers that can market are going to take your business yeah. because they never had a chance to see you. Well, and, and, and I, th- I guess that's why sometimes I feel like we market backwards mm-hmm. because I'm, I'm kind of okay with not being seen by everyone. Mm-hmm. All right, we, we like to, to find our narrow niche. Mm-hmm. And I find that a lot of times, without sounding too crass, our competition does a lot of marketing for us. Mm-hmm. Our competition's really, our industry is known for not being the most reliable, okay. being fairly inconsistent. And so I kind of approach people that I'm sure are already printing. They're mm-hmm. already running right. large orders or frequent orders. Right. All I do is go up to them and offer them a change. You know, there's an alternative to the headaches that you currently are facing. Right. And a lot of times that does the marketing for me, mm-hmm. is that they know what they want to avoid, and I'm just providing them an alternative. And so, really, my hurdle is just to get the first order. After I've got the first order, I can keep them because I'm going to provide them service that they've mm-hmm. never experienced right. in that market. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, a lot of times, the tough part is just finding the person that I can convert to sure. our customer. Yeah, because there's somebody's customer. That's the sale. Mm-hmm. Got to get the first sale. Yep. Then it's your job to keep it. That's right. Right. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we yeah. always we always say if we can get somebody on the phone, we're good. But getting them to actually Get on the phone is the hard part. But you can talk to other people that already have businesses. We, you know, right. we can, so, which is awesome. Because we, if there, if people are represented in accidents, we, we legally can't talk to them. Gotcha. So, because you know, we, we we don't break any rules. It's amazing that other businesses exist. Because I couldn't even imagine the level of savagery that would occur. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I hate to say it. it's like you know, that's like a tame animal here. You know, yeah. I'm t- you know, yeah. but uh, no, we love what we do every day. Mm-hmm. It's good for you because once you get the sale. Your job to keep it, you know. That's right. Don't even like a relationship, you know. You get you get the person, you have to maintain it. Mm-hmm. You don't just stop because you got the person. That's right. Maintain it. How would you get the person, right? So, 
Same thing with a business relationship. There's no difference. Nurture it, take care of it, follow up with it. Yep. That's it. Absolutely. You know, it's not complicated. That's right. But it, for some reason it is for a lot of people. Well, you know, <laughs> I, I think, you know, it's easy to get wrapped up in just being the, the on the hunt for the sale yeah. and then True. not maintaining the back end. Mm-hmm. I think we, like I said, the sales end is new to me. So I, sure. I know once I've got them, I can focus on the right. service because that it's just it comes more natural. natural for sure. No, I right. love it. And is the three the just the three of you guys? You have any other employees that are like in the storefront type of thing, or just you guys no, just rocking and rolling? That's nice. I mean, small enough where you guys are all on the same page because you know more people, more headaches. Yeah. Just from uh, you know my experience of being in businesses because you know managing people is obviously a whole other yeah and, issue. And you know. I, I'm sure it's true in all businesses, but um, in apparel, you know, we look at quality control really closely. You know, Mm -hmm. it's one of those, it takes you years to build your reputation and and seconds to to screw it up. It's the same thing with printing. You know, if you (laughs) hand somebody a a box with their name printed at an angle or Mm -hmm. the wrong colors or hole hole in the armpit or something. Right. You know, attention to detail. So so that quality control is, is always a a challenge when you start to scale Mm -hmm. Um, and be in a three man shop, you know, the three of us are, are bought in completely, mm-hmm. and and so the the trust on quality control is is definitely there. That's and huge. It's easy to maintain. Yeah, right. you keep it where it gets it's efficient. It gets done. Um, you don't have many distractions. That's right. You know, you avoid distractions, but mm-hmm. you guys hold it down, and once you get even busier and busier, you know, you do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Bring more on. Right. You know, it starts with one, then two, then three, then four. Yep. You know, um, and it depends on what you want. Maybe you don't want a whole empire with thousand people. Doesn't matter. You want peace of mind, maybe. Right. So you're married, family, maybe, you know, and enjoy your life, and that's it, you know. You take care of your core, your team, three of you guys, and then you come home and have a good life at home, work-life balance. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it. Totally. I mean, anybody that, uh, you know, is out there listening to this, obviously, you know, Mike's running an awesome uh, business with, you know, his two uh, partners or his other partner and head of operations. And, um, you know, if you've if you're looking for anything that's, printed or you have, you know, you have a, a, a go-to already, um, you know, in this, but the service just isn't there or the personal touch, obviously, um, you know, you know who to, to reach out to, you know, or if it's now or even in the future, um, you know, that's, what's really cool about getting to know, you know, people and what they do. And what I always hear that 20 some odd episodes we've had so far, like it really comes all back down to like customer service. No one talks about like, you know, I mean, there's a bunch of other things that are important, but at the end of the day, I think, um, you know, customer service is just everything, 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 everything. You can't like get off of that. I feel like we're in an age where we're getting off of that, you know, and it's the customer comes first and, you know, it's it's a scene from casino in the end, you know, and they come in there in the end, everything's torn down, but now they're asking for your social, your photo ID and all that. Before you walk in there, they'll get your drink ready and your sandwich ready because they know you, they know right. the customer, know your customer. Mm-hmm. And it seems like not only do you know your customer, you nurture them and you make sure, um, you know, they're happy. Right. Who you else don't, you don't walk in, you walk into some places and you almost feel like you're bothering them, yeah. you know, and you're like, you know, I'm you just know. trying to, you so know. Good for you. It's nice to see that it's still around. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, it's refreshing, honestly. Well, and mm-hmm. I, you know, we try to look at our customers, especially those who are using our products for resale, mm-hmm. we try to align them in a mentality of more like a partnership. Mm-hmm. And when I say that to them, a lot of times I kind of get that kind of the strange eyes going, but um, you know, the truth of the matter is, is that they can't sell more if they're focused on the printing end. Mm-hmm. Right. So if they'll go sell more, I'll print it for them. 
and the more they sell, the more I get to print. So I mm-hmm. like to think that, you know, yeah, everything we do, we align in mm-hmm. parallels. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does. Our interests are the same. Yeah, it's very true. I mean, it aligns with what we do too. I mean, we're, we're, t- we're a team, literally our, uh, our clients and uh, our firm, we're working together. So it's kind together. of cool that we use that same, you know, um, it's the truth, but we use the same line of we're in this together. Like what's best for you is best for us. What's best for us is best for you. For sure. Perfect. But no, I really appreciate you coming on, Michael. Yeah, um, man. Absolutely. You know, um, it was great having you. It's been, it's been a while. It's been months since we've had somebody on since, yeah. you know, whatever's going on out there. But um, we're going to rock and roll with more of these in the near future. We've got a couple lined up this week. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciate your time coming all yeah. the way out here yeah, to get this going. Yeah. L- likewise, we appreciate, you know, you taking the time sharing, you know, this will be uh, your information will obviously be out there when we post this. And, you know, maybe somebody will connect and anybody else out there that's, you know, a local business owner or wants to, you know, chat about business and share, you know, reach out, you know, to the channel. Melman Podcast is, you know, here just for community purposes. I mean, you know, we uh, we don't charge anybody. We're not making money. It's just basically um, spreading the word, you know, community, uh, essentially. So cool. we appreciate you, man. Thank yeah, you. Thanks Thank for you. having me. No appreciate problem. You. Cool.